Hey everybody, Mike here. Just wanted to give you a heads up about this week's episode. The audio quality on my half of the recording was not great. And so I just want to apologize for that. Uh, I figured out the problem, obviously, after the fact, but we had already recorded the episode. And so I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. And we'll have better audio next week. Fingers crossed. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. you don't remember what they looked like. Can you believe this place? I could stay here forever, couldn't you? Janeway said she can't leave the ship. <laughs> you're too smart for your own good. If you're not Janeway, then who are you? Consider me a representative. I was told there's no intelligent life here. Life is everywhere. We have the ability to see what you want. And give it to you. We also sense your fear. You can stop running. The Diviner won't find you here. We can protect you. But you have to stay. Thanks, weird lady. Sounds like a sweet offer. Welcome to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson, and with me is my co-host, Mike Thurlow. Mike, how are you? I'm doing all right for Wednesday. How about you, Johnson? For Wednesday at 10, 10.13 p.m. It's late. <laughs> we are recording late. I worked late today, so... Yeah. I mean, it's okay with me. I'm not going to go to bed till like 3, but you know, it's late for you. Yes, it is late for me, but that's yeah, fine. I, I'm going to probably work out in like two hours or so. Oh my gosh. Yes, you're a late night person. I, yes, typically I would be showering and getting ready to crawl into bed and read for the night. Yeah. And so we're here recording, talking about Star Trek. Yes. Yes, Star Trek. We are here. We are excited. On the eve of new Star Trek. Even more new Star Trek. Yes, apparently the fifth episode of Prodigy before it goes on break. Huzzah. And the season four premiere of Star Trek Discovery, which I'm moderately excited about. Are you excited? Yeah, I am. I, I, uh, you, know, I, I, you know what excited me? And I forwarded this to you on Instagram. If you follow Star Trek on 
Paramount Plus or whatever. I forget what their name is, but they were doing these, they're doing these new logs. And the one that I, the first one I listened to was Dr. Culver and they are making gray a body. Uh-huh. Um, what are they doing? He, Dr. Culver is creating a body for gray to inhabit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's a spoiler. That is sort of a spoiler, but it was it was on Instagram. Like what is he doing? Like 3D printing a body? It must be. I don't know. I mean, but he said it's there's they're encountering some issues, and so he's going back to a 24th or 25th century cyberneticist, which is not Song, interestingly enough. Oh. So I'm not sure what's going on, but it was very cool. Uh, I was, you know, I was, yes, it's sort of spoilery, but um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this is all about. Yeah. Oh, too bad it wouldn't be, it's, I guess, well, it would be a lot to, I guess, bring back Brent Spiner for that, but. Sure, yeah. Um, and also, let's see, uh, David Ajala had one or Book Book had one. I don't remember what his... Oh, was. you're talking about these logs or whatever. These logs, yeah, on Instagram and okay. these audio-visual logs, right, um, that they do. But t- typically, they do it on a separate Instagram, like Star Trek logs or something. But this was on the main Paramount oh. one. And um, I don't remember what David Ajala's was about, books was about. and um, But I do... Uh, it did make me think... Uh, what's it like being the captain's boyfriend? You know, that's going to be interesting. And he's not oh, a member, of, you know, he's not a well, member. That part of... makes it easier that he's not a crew member. Otherwise, it can get sure, yeah, tricky. No. Yeah, he's a consultant. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm more, more excited about it. I'm also really excited. I love the new uniforms. We've talked a little bit about this. Sure. Uh, they are. They look great. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm ready to see Sonequa in the captain's chair. So, and uh, I, yeah, I'm curious about uh, uh, Saru's pin that's special. The interview that Dan and Bill on Trek Geeks did with Doug Jones talked a little. You know, they asked him about that, and he said, "Oh, you'll learn that in the f- first couple of episodes." Okay. So, yeah, so there are like little tidbits here and there. So I am more and more excited about it. Um, you know, so yes, I, yes. I'm, my excitement has grown and it will be satiated tomorrow. <laughs> I have a moderate excitement level. I'm going to hold myself back and watch the fifth episode of Prodigy just so I can kind of close that book and then start Discovery. Got it. I do have to say, I, I'm moderately excited. There's other stuff that I'm a little more excited for. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for, like, season six. Season oh, six? Expanse, yeah. Of The Expanse, which is coming yep. in December. Yep. Last, last season. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I know I've said this before. I, I think it's one of, like, the best sci-fi shows in the last decade. It's, it's just so good. Uh, at least that's my opinion. I know the strong I opinion. There, yeah, I would say um, season five was really strong. I mean, some of the either two or th- no three was a little. You got in. bored when they were on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got that, bored. That, that, which I, that was season three, I believe. Um, but I didn't. I actually like season three. But it was a little bit slower, but honestly, it's consistent. It's consistently solid. Um, I would say, 
it, it's so good. I'm very excited. Yeah, that comes out, what, December 1st? Or is it more, Friday too? Or mid-December. This is all going on in December between oh, okay. that and Wheel of Time, which is more fantasy. Um, and then The Matrix, the Ma- Matrix movie. Um, I'm not uh, sure. I'll take it. Cowboy Bebop comes out Friday. Cowboy Bebop, that's right. There's a lot. This is not off topic, but I can't help it. I started watching Succession. Oh, no. I've not Have you ever it. seen it? No, no. It nope. features our Enterprise uh, B captain, Captain Har- what, Harrison or something? Harriman. Harriman? What? Harriman. Captain John Harriman. Harriman. Alan Rock. Well, he's in, he's in succession. Oh, oh, okay. oh, hi. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He looks very similar. He's like, he has a little more white in his hair, but he looks the same. Like, oh, oh, my wow. God. It's crazy. In any case, um, yes, there's a lot. best friend, by the way. What was that? He's Ferris Bueller's best friend. Oh, okay. Wait, in yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. I've, ne- I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I'm sorry, what? You've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> no, but I use Bueller, Bueller all the time. Oh my <laughs> God. I've never Who seen Who are you? How, that is like a perennial movie of the 80s. I mean, you know, I, I just never watched it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I just never watched it. I never bothered. All right. I, I think over the Thanksgiving holiday, I think you need to watch that. No, over the Thanksgiving holiday, I need to finish Coda. That's my priority. Well, yes. I you're, I expressed before we get on to recording that my strong disappointment in your lack of progress through Coda Book 2. I've been focusing on the second fish tank. This is why that's, I've been doing that in all my free time. Uh, your dis- my disappointment is not abated by your fish tank. <laughs> Uh, I have other hobbies. It's not just this podcast and Star Trek. I know, but Coda is like you're missing the Empire Strikes Back sort of. I know. Like, I will. I'll, be, I'll read it. It's happening. It's gonna happen. Oh my gosh! No, it's gonna happen. I'm savoring it. I'm sa- I'm savoring oh, it. Right. Yeah. By the time you savor, book three is gonna be out. I know. I will. It will be. But that's okay. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, anyway. You know, anyway. We're anyway. For anyway. Night, aren't we? Yes, we're uh, we're very animated right now. In any case, um, I do think that we have a little bit of Star Trek news to talk about, other than obviously the premieres that are happening tomorrow, or rather the, the episodes are being released tomorrow, right? Yeah, we do. Uh, sad news. I mean, you know, semi disappointing news to our international fans of Star Trek that uh, as of today, I guess Wednesday, or maybe yesterday. I don't today know. or yesterday, I don't remember. It was announced yesterday, but I think it's probably taking effect today. Netflix is no longer carrying Star Trek Discovery internationally. So, and it's not, Discovery Season 4 will not be available until Paramount Plus launches internationally in early 2022. So, uh, yeah, that's all the news. That is literally what every... So we're up against, and they released this information two days before the premiere of Discovery right. Season Four. Yeah, uh, it's a little so, annoying. Uh, yeah, I, I would say a huge mess by the PR department here. Uh, you've had all month long to announce this. Well, I'm sure uh, it's been in the works for a while. Like, it has to be. 
Has sure, to, sure. They, but they must have yeah. been discussing it for some time, you know. Yeah, I, it's just, you know, I, I was saying before we recorded it, it's just another decision by these big corporations. And, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Paramount and some of the decisions that they have made. Um, Definitely suboptimal. But this one uh, takes the cake. I mean, this one is, it's just crazy uh, to, to yank this away from international customers prior, right prior to the, yeah. the launch of season four. Just as everything is getting hyped up for it, I think is really disappointing. So, you know, um, to those listeners who might be international, um, we're sorry that this has happened. Uh, we will we'll preface our episode parts when we talk about Discovery. I mean, basically, they shouldn't listen until they start watching. Uh, right? Uh, but we want, you know, so um, the internet is an amazing place, and you probably can find these episodes in other ways, Torrance, um, right. and uh, watch it relatively quickly. Although... Mm-hmm. I fear that the police bots of Paramount will be on the lookout for such things. I'm but. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I think that it's just unfortunate that, like you said, it's just so, it's so last minute and it's they're not offering it's- any other vehicle for these people to watch the show at all right. up until then. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I and we've talked about before, obviously, we know that Paramount is a business and they're trying to consolidate their franchises under the Paramount Plus umbrella because they want subscribers. But, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. It, it reflects poorly on the IP. Like, it's hard to disassociate the platform on which something is exclusive on with the actual franchise. And... At the end of the day, it's business, 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 you know? Yeah, agreed. Um, It's uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, you know, Star Trek has such a huge international following. Right. They just had Destination Star Trek in Germany. And, you know, know, a good six six people were there from the Discovery cast. Mm -hmm. And then they released this after that. And I just think that that's... That's shitty, right? Right. Frank and 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 it's just poor planning, you know. Yeah, I I just I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I think it's really unfortunate. And um, yeah, it's uh yeah. Yeah. Well, we already went on and on for like ten minutes in our last episode about Paramount Plus. I don't think we need to focus too much on that. It's just you know, it's it's just another. It's just another piece of news that made us kind of roll our eyes. Yeah. So, And it doesn't detract from our love of Star Trek at all, really. It's just, unfortunately, yeah. this is the entity that owns Star Trek and is responsible for its marketing and, mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, it's, um, it's the management. And uh, it's just below... Suboptimal doesn't it's even... Suboptimal... Really- doesn't yeah. even really do it justice. Like it's <laughs> so far below suboptimal. It's piss it's bad. poor. It's bad. <laughs> yes. So, bad. well, 
Uh, Hopefully, uh, what, January, right? January is when Paramount Plus is going to be rolling out internationally. I don't know how quickly that's going to happen. But right, yeah. The hopefully, timing of that. hopefully, you know, it's it's six weeks, which I guess is a while. But Yeah, I mean, we're going to be halfway through the season by that time. And if they are, um, you know, I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah, you know, if that's halfway through the season. I mean, there could be, you know, I don't, I don't know what this. I I really have no thoughts about what this season, how this season is going to play out. We we mm-hmm. don't know if there's any cliffhangers, if there's any two parters, or you know, obviously it's one big story again, which is mm-hmm. typical of Discovery. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So anyway, anyway. Um, so that's a bit of Star Trek news. You got a pin. I did, yes. Um, so everybody knows that Fansets is our exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the yeah, Trek-, they are. Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And uh, I ordered the Magnetic Delta of the Wrath of Khan, and it came today. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Fansets. It was great. Um, Fansets. And uh, this is a heavy-duty pin. It is heavy. It is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is uh, amazing quality. I mean, this this tops. I mean, I'm impressed with their Discovery magnetic pin, but this one just is phenomenal. It's right. so cool. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, I, I would say that this is probably their best Delta pin to date i got the magnetic version like you asked me i have no idea where i'm gonna wear this <laughs> i would but i mean it's just i mean I'll, i might wear it at a convention maybe it's right. bring yeah. it to a convention yeah bring it to yeah. chicago in april yeah it's yeah. it's it's amazing it's super awesome so thanks to fan sets for creating really high quality amazing products and um you can get 10 percent off your order if you use the code DS Pride, all one, all all in caps, all in caps, uh, and and if you, you use it, you got ten percent off. You got four dollars off. You got four dollars yeah, off, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this was a you know, this is the most expensive pin I bought from them, right. uh, and it, I after receiving it, I totally understand why. I mean, it's gorgeous. I mean, Lou and John and the team at Fansets did an amazing, amazing, amazing job with this pin. I highly recommend you pick this up before it sells out um, because it will probably not replenish until, you know, who knows, maybe February of 2022. Who knows how long it'll take them to get more of these pins. So head on over to Fansets, put this Delta, Wrath of Khan Delta into your cart, put a bunch more pins. I also got Admiral Kirk and the Dadmiral, uh, Admiral Vance uh, micro pins to add to my micro pin collection. Uh, but if you put a bunch of pins in your cart, use DS Pride for ten percent off. And if you've got that Wrath of Khan pin in there and you're in the United States, it's automatically free shipping. So go on over to Fansets, show them some love. They're an amazing small business, and we want to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. I'm not used to doing the sponsor call out until the end, so I was kind of thrown for a loop. But I was ready. You asked about the pins, and I just rolled into it. Yeah, it was a very natural segue. Yeah, it was. It was great. And I really do love this pin. So 
go check it out, please. Um, yeah, so we've got some Prodigy to talk about. Yeah, why don't we get into it? Stop. Whatever you're planning to do. I'm starting to think you weren't just locked up for space flu. If you think you're going to fly out of here, I want you to know you've already been locked out of all ship controls and... Wait, how did you... All this time, my father taught me starship mechanics, astrophysics, linguistics, information technology, and I never questioned why. He was preparing me for this ship. Janeway to Captain R.L. Your prisoner is loose and trying to steal the protostar. Captain. Captain, <gasps> I can't let you take the ship. I am reclaiming it from my father. This starship belongs to the United Federation of... Which you now have full command access to. How can I be of service? So, this episode is called Dreamcatcher, and it premiered last week, November 11th. Sorry, I'm like reading off Wikipedia, so I usually don't do this, but I'm letting everyone know it premiered November 11th, 2021. Um, And we only have one more episode before we go on break. According to Wikipedia, it's interesting. This is the first time seeing it. The second half of Prodigy or rather the next batch of five episodes will start on January 6th. So we'll have that. But what Wikipedia did, I don't know the source here. I need to dig in further. Is they have five and five and then 10 more TBD. So I, I we talked about trying- this last time. I mean, like, I was like, are they gonna, are they gonna cut it up to another five episodes and then release in five most of the chunks that's gonna be fucking annoying oh my god so wait is is it i i didn't so how does wikipedia know it's i need to look at this so i literally said i need to look at the source oh, okay. i i'm not sure yeah, okay. um yeah but they put january 6th would be the next five up, and it's gonna run through february 3rd and then season one being 20 episodes it's five and five and then 10 remaining they're putting 2022 tba so that may or may not be false. I mean, like, or they might just be guessing, whoever edited this might be guessing that that's what they're going to do. I, that would not shock me, but it'd also be very annoying. I'm just saying right now. Yeah, I mean, we're just getting to know these characters. I'm already annoyed because we're just getting to know these characters. So this episode ends on a cliffhanger. It's right. Very interesting. I thought... It's episode I, four. Yeah. We're hopefully going to have a conclusion to this. this but we... We haven't even, you know... I feel things have just started. Like, I feel like we barely warmed up. Like, so it's just a very odd decision to bring it up this way. Right. Um, so... But what do you th- what did you think about it? Because I usually yes, go first. I, I was going to go first. I need, some, I need some things to feed off of. Okay, okay. Uh, so I only watched this episode once. I know you watched it twice. I only saw it one time last Friday. Um... Yeah, so you kind of gave me, you kind of gave me the heads up that Dow is annoying this episode. So I went in with that expectation, and 
I actually wasn't as annoyed with Dal this episode as I was last episode. Last episode, he was insufferable. I was hoping that he would be killed this episode. That didn't happen. Um, he's not, he's incompetent. You know, this is not annoying. He's incompetent. Like he shouldn't be captain. None of them are competent. This is the problem. None of them are competent. None of them know what they're doing. Janeway is limited in how much she can guide them. I have noticed, so this is one thing. Janeway is definitely not in control, like, you know, whatsoever. She's, she's here in an advisor role. And I'm kind of just used to the Janeway that is, you know, taking names, taking charge. So this is a very different Janeway. It's hologram Janeway. It's not real, you know, Catherine Janeway. Not even Captain Janeway, yeah, right? So, um, you know, obviously it's based on personality. So she's giving guidance or whatever. But I knew this was going to happen that at some point her program would be manipulated. And it already happened. I was like, at some, at some point, someone's going to hack her program. It happened this episode. I was like, oh my God, so soon, so soon. It, you know, it's, it's like already, <laughs> like she, you know, like she has no control of her faculties. Like, you know, it was so easy. Gwen took over the ship way too easily. I know she's been like trained by her father to divine her, to like pilot a ship, but it doesn't mean she can like override like security passwords. Like it's like trying to guess like what she just guessed, like hacked, hacked into the computer and was able to like, you know, like override the lockouts. Like I'm like, okay, all right. And it annoys me because everyone's incompetent. No one's looking after Gwen. She of course escapes for the second time like in two episodes. Um, there were these things about this episode that I found to be very annoying because they're playing into these tropes that we've seen over and over again on Star Trek. Maybe to the young Spongebob viewers, it's like, ooh, it's new. But to us, it's like, oh my God, already? Like already? Like Jane, we can't do anything. And she, you know, the doctor didn't get like hijacked until like some later episode, I recall on Voyager where, yeah, like someone like, they like deleted his like ethical subroutines. I don't remember this episode, and he was like operating on seven. Like that didn't happen until like season five or something. And like we're already getting like you know she has no control. Like you know it's just like so easily overridden. Well, like, episode, wonder- episode three, my god. So no, I know. No, well, episode, it's episode four, and it episode is four. Sorry. And well, yeah, episode four. I, I think I think she was almost reset. I don't think she was. I don't think she was reprogrammed necessarily. I think she was reset. Well, she was man- basically she was manipulated in some yeah, way. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. already? <laughs> like, that's what happens, well, that happens no, so fast. I don't think that there are any security protocols that they updated or did about anything about because they're kids. They wouldn't know how to do this. Um, th- yeah, there's a lot of things that us. Well, as I a- would imagine that uh, hologram Janeway was like would at least be like, oh, lock out the controls, do X Y Z, you know, put in a password. You know, standard encryption, you know, like use LastPass. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, use, yeah. use something. Uh, it, it can't be that easy to just hijack that. I'm sorry. Like, that's well, ridiculous. It was, easily, it was easily launched and and taken off. So, I mean, I, you know, I feel like this ship is in its default mode. Like, Yes, yes. I, I think when they first found it, sure. But if they specifically locked it out, like hologram Janeway specifically said, you're locked out of the controls. Like, come on. Like, come on. Yeah. 
like what and so basically anyone can come in just like all right it like that's way too I, easy i understand your frustration and i feel it and i understand it i think it's just the, it's a we have to remember it's a children's show and it's like show. We're, we're, I, yes. we're, way over, we're way overthinking this but you know because we're star trek fans we of course we're doing we are way overthinking this and and i'll be interested to hear what um you know m on discovering Trek says about this and if she calls this out because i, I bet that she picked up on this yeah but, i haven't um, listened to any of the podcasts these are fresh thoughts these are fresh thoughts yeah, um yeah no i haven't listened to her thoughts on this but uh because I, I i love listening to to kids talk about this show and what they pick up on but my thought was um just about the like how they all went off in their own direction right they wanted to get away from each other they're they're not a crew they're not a team they're not looking out for each other which i see as the kids lesson in all of this is that you look out for your friends right Duh. um but you know the annoying part and what i was most annoyed with is dal takes off and leaves them to do the scientific work and he goes off and on a on a spin and so i I think that when you were talking about him before, I, his biggest problem is he's arrogant. His second biggest problem, and this episode is obvious, is he's selfish. Oh, no, he's definitely and, selfish. And, like, he yeah. totally is looking out for himself. Like, that's one of the things that was also annoying about him in the last episode. Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He's sure. definitely looking out for himself. But the other thing, too, is so we did learn a little bit of his backstory. He doesn't remember what his parents look like. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So they couldn't re the planet couldn't recreate that for him. Right. So it's obviously been a time, like a, a length of time since he has been separated from them for whatever reason. Again, we don't know a lot uh, here, but. Um, oh yeah. So that's one thing I, I, we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, so this reminded me of the Voyager episode, season five episode, bliss which is when they run into this a not this like it, it's a nebulous like creature um and it basically it's like a venus flytrap it's like it it gives everyone basically what they want and they like for example um they like they they do a scan and they find there's a wormhole to the alpha quadrant and they're like what and then they get news from the alpha quadrant and i think um janeway was like oh Mark is separating from from her, his wife or whoever. Like there's like everyone gets like good news and they get really excited. And uh, Janeway and Naomi Wildman aren't affected because they're like, "What's going on?" Because they Seven, don't have Naomi. What? Seven and Naomi. You said Janeway. Oh yes, seven. Sorry. Seven yes, and then seven, seven and Naomi Wildman. Um, we're not affected because Naomi is a child and she has not, no, nothing else besides Voyager. And Seven, uh, who's still kind of new to being human, also doesn't have, like, you know, things to buy into, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So they're unaffected and it's up to them to kind of, like, save the crew, blah, blah, blah. Um, meanwhile, everyone else is kind of like, ooh, like they're kind of in fancy land. Um, so this reminded me of that episode because it's the same thing. Everyone was kind of getting what they want and then the planet's like, stay, ah, like, you know, um, so that was, uh, it was effective. I mean, you know, we've seen it before, but you know, I, it reminded me directly of that episode, but still I thought it was well done. 
the, the planet yeah, itself. I thought it was a slightly different take on, on In the that. Herogen system. Oh, flag, flag. I was like, bitches. I was like, first of all, okay, this is like going too deep. I was like, okay, so if this is Janeway, okay, this is Janeway programmed based upon Janeway, Janeway, and they know Warriors database, shouldn't they be like, bitches, stay away from the Herogen system because yeah. flag, red right. flag, hello? So I thought right. that was interesting. Um, because they're like, let's go explore it. I'm like, uh, what? This is our idea. What, you want to get like hunted and killed? Like, is this the plan? So, I mean, they were, it was very specific, the Herogen system. So that made me wonder, like, why did they choose that? Why they specifically mentioned that uh, Easter egg? Great question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe we should tweet at the, the, tweet at the writer's room and see if they, they have a response to that. That's a great question. Yeah, I, I picked up on that too. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I didn't, really it. It. I didn't really focus on it too long. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it seemed odd to me as well. Um, it is very specific. It's not just like a random M-class planet. It's right, like one yes. in the Herogen system. So the other thing I think too is that they're placing this in the Delta Quadrant, obviously, but this right. also firmly places them in the de- Delta Quadrant. Right period but um yeah so the other piece that i wanted to share so we learned a little bit about dal we also learned about jankum a little bit <clears throat> he is what did we learn about jankum so it's just about the food this is just like the so he says this is just like the food on the sleeper telerate sleeper ship that i was on yes yes so, you are correct so we have this little i did catch that yes bit of backstory we don't learn anything about rock we don't learn anything about uh zero uh in rock we learn she wants to be loved well she's that i mean we saw that with murph she brought murph on the ship so it's like like, zero is just like like, ooh, engine pretty engine i guess yeah so it but yeah the that whole idea but nothing i didn't feel like that was anything new for rock and and zero is a is a you know was wondering about that in the engine room when he and jacob went exploring the ship so last episode so you know i i think that so we learned two little tidbits about our main characters and also that gwen can control that weapon that is part of her somehow like, so she's like, got some she's like telekinetic or something like that yeah. yeah, she's got some really interesting uh, skills and, and abilities that... Uh, I'm just annoyed that she escaped again, <laughs> like, already. Yeah, I mean, it was so... I mean, yeah, it was... I mean, I, mean, yeah. I guess it's boring if she just stays on the brig, but, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. She did so, save Murph, though. She did, and that, you know, in my eyes, that slightly redeems her. Um, because she probably did it like out of guilt, like you know, based upon the yeah, feedback that she got the last episode from Rock Talk. Yeah, but she, think about the Kate, Katian, um child Kation. that she saved, Kation child. So she's she's she cares about other beings, and I think that this is also she does care a little bit about Dal. She even throws that comment, you know, about friendship out to him as he's leaving the leaving the brig and um so she does have she there is some soft spots in her uh, but obviously the minute this they all leave her she 
you know, leaves and gets out and, and steals the ship basically and, and, you know, crashes it. So, Oh yeah. That was another thing. I feel really bad for the pro star because it is getting banged up. Like in the last episode, I was like, uh, because it was getting hit by like asteroids or whatever. And this episode it, like crashes. I was like, this sh- poor ship is going through the ringer right now. Not to even mention the first episode, like it took some damage, you know, and are they even fixing it? Like, are they doing, I don't know. Well, I'm wondering, so you, it, you know that, itself, that, that, well, I think, I think they have like versions of the dot 23s like discovery has. Do you no. remember that little mechanical thing that Murph goes and chases after? I think there's mm. some automated um, bots that are ma- maintaining the ship at some point. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I was guess. like, it is getting fucked up. <laughs> the shit. <laughs> well, it is now, for sure. Fucked I'm... up in the cells. Like, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and... Yeah, you, you know that I love starships, and I think this is a gorgeous starship. I'm really wondering if next episode we're going to get to see this third nacelle appear and... You know, it's like one landing strike. Did you notice this? I was like, this is the most yeah. unstable thing that you can possibly offer to land on. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's perfectly balanced, which is pretty amazing. Um, but, but it's just not it's 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 not structurally sound, like in the sense yeah, that yeah, I get it. I get it. One yeah. versus like multiple. Like, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, which makes me think that this is smaller than Voyager. The ship is smaller than Voyager was. It might be. I mean, yeah. yeah, we talked about it. I mean, the bridge is massive. Um, it, it's, bridge very, is, it's very the, big. Yeah, the the um, bunk room is pretty large. There's a lot of bunks in there for for crew. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's what, what it, does Zero say? I mean, he estimated that what it would take like 20, 20 something, twenty something humanoids to like to run it. it or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he was basing that on, but she, yeah. she, they. Zero is a bang. Sorry. They, yes. They. Um, but uh, yeah, it does seem small. It might be smaller than Voyager. You might be right. Yeah. Um, I would still like my technical manual, please, Denise and and Michael Akuda, please. I don't know. Uh, they're consulting on this one. I don't either. Yeah. Um, but I wish they were. Uh, but so, uh, speaking of consulting on it, just really a quick side note, yeah. David. Yeah. Who wrote who wrote the third book of the Coda series mm-hmm. and as an acclaimed Star Trek novelist uh, is a, was a consultant on Prodigy. So, oh, um, yeah. So that's cool. 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 But uh, yeah, you were saying what else were you saying about? So we've talked about Gwyn. We talked. We talked about mainly most of the crew. What are your other thoughts on the episode? I feel we talked about everything. I was just like rattling off thoughts. Like I didn't have notes. Like the, the, yeah. I, I was gonna say I did like this episode more than the last episode because I just could not stand the last episode. This one I could rewatch. Like, yeah, I can actually yeah, watch I like it again. this one a little bit better. Um, you know, other than Dallas taking off in the rover and the runaway. That did not. That was very. That's very him at this point. I it it, it totally didn't affect me as much. Yeah, it did me. Yeah, this one, you know, he was he was arrogant last episode. He's selfish this episode. It, yeah. the, for some reason, the selfishness annoyed me even more. And in fact, he's a little, child. He's a child. No, he's like, they're all he's, children. Well, he did. So he did respond to the whole idea that Janeway would have to report them to Starfleet if they didn't check out this class M planet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but his little temper tantrum, well, I'm not taking us there and no one can change my mind. And like that whole little stubborn piece of Dal is, is, is really annoying. It's like, that's yeah. But actually that, that does raise the question for me. Like hologram Janeway is aware that they are in the Delta quadrant. Right. I, I would assume. Cause I mean, she brought it like star charts and whatnot. Yeah. So it that's purely, that must be an empty threat. Unless they have some form of communication, like way to communicate with Starfleet. Like, I don't know. But uh-huh. is she yeah. just joking? Like, I don't know. Really say like, uh, we'll report to Starfleet when we get in comms range or something like that. So she didn't really, you know, and I, I think that the threat was enough. Like that little, like, I'm going to tell the adults on you as, as Dal interpreted it. No need to get the adults involved. So, um, I, I think it was just for the sake of, yeah, I think it was just, it was something, what the way I took it was, it was a parental comment meant to elicit the response that it did. So I thought, I, you know, so that's the way I took it, but, uh, you know, yeah. I just thought about something. I feel one thing that is missing, which you get a little bit in this episode, but I feel that we will hopefully get at some point is that they're the crew, as we call them. I feel there's no, I feel they're kind of just meandering. Like there's no like mission. Like in this episode Janeway does give them you know she goes on her her uh her soapbox and says that it's part of their mission to explore change new worlds or whatever right but are they headed somewhere are they like just trying to get put distance between them and the the bad guy diviner like you know in which case if that's the goal you know why can they just ask Janeway, hey, can you just go in a direction as quickly as possible? In which case, you know, bust out the third nacelle, you know? Like, if I was them, and that was the goal, I'd be like, let's get the fuck out of Dodge or whatever. Right, yeah. And he's like, okay, let's, we can go up to war 9.9, you know, whatever, you know, slipstream, whatever they have. Um, there are questions that haven't been asked and answers that haven't been given because the questions have not been asked, you know? Because um, the, the crew is a bunch of kids, essentially. So Yeah, but if their instinct right now is to survive, right? Because it's clear in this episode, they were like, let's, you know, at least Gal is like, we need to get away from Diviner. At least ask, like, hey, is there a way for us to get out of the sector or get out of this quadrant, <laughs> like, as quickly as possible? If that's a goal, I feel Janeway could be like, well, this is one way that you can do this if there's your goal, and we would, you know, but then we have no show. Like, I'm sure the yeah. ProStar can travel much faster than anything that Diviner has like based upon what we theoretically have seen from promos. So there will be no show <laughs> like if they could just get out. Um, but yeah, I feel like the, you know, it's only episode four, but I feel that there's like, I, it's like, what are they doing? I, I don't really know. Like, you know, is there like a larger objective? Like, are they just well, is mean, survival? Yeah. So for me, I think, I think what I realized in this episode is that, you know, when we first, when we talked about the premiere, mm-hmm. we we asked the question, so what does Star Trek Prodigy mean? Who's mm-hmm. who are they talking about? Sure. And I think this is this for me was 
you know, originally we thought it was Dal, or I, I don't know, maybe you didn't think of it. We didn't, I thought it was Dal. Oh, I thought it might have been Gwyn because she can speak all yeah, these languages. Like right. She, I think you're more, you're more correct. I felt like she's more the prodigy. And I think that, um, at some point, I think that we're going to get her to be the captain of the ship. She's going to pull the crew together. She's going to go against. I wouldn't them. mind that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't either. Um, but she, you know, I think that she might be the the glue that brings them together somehow or keeps them together. Um, she also has, you know, which we saw with Murph, is this um, nurturing side, which mm-hmm. every captain or crew leader should have, right? Is that they should care more about the crew than themselves. So I think that that's a, that's a definite, definite differentiator between her and Dal, for the captain's role. Um, so I'm, I'm seeing sort of possibility of that playing out um, and the crew sort of getting behind her at some point. Um, even Dal was taken aback when he pulled her out of the shuttle and saw that she had saved Murph. Mm-hmm. Although he did make the comment, you crashed our ship, but that's fair. Uh, which is, which is factual, right? You know, that's not a, not a lie. So she did crash the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that that's going to be the direction that this is. That's my speculation that that's the direction we're going to go in is we're going to see Gwyn go against the Diviner and pull the crew together and try to get away from them all. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, you know, for, for a show that has, we've seen a couple of episodes for, we've got 16 more episodes this season, plus they've already been renewed for what I would imagine would be another 20 episodes in season two. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot of episodes. Yeah, that's a lot. So I, I, I don't know that this is all going to resolve itself anytime soon. I think that we're mm-hmm. like, the little tidbits that we got this week are going to be what it's going to be like. Like, I think for me, this is going to be like a, this will become a bingeable show once the whole season is done. Mm-hmm. You know, able to see the whole arc and what's happening and we'll also by that time have an idea of where they're going in season two but right now it's just kind of like a, a you know a, a kid's weekly show that uh or not really weekly because they're going off the air but um for a little while but huh. yeah um well we have thoughts about that it's gonna be like this i don't think that these bigger questions are going to get answered just like we don't you know we don't know dal's backstory at all we learned a little bit about jankum's we have no idea what Murph is or what his skill set or abilities are other than mm-hmm. eating things and um, generally being scared and not really speaking any language that can be understood. Although maybe Gwyn will be able to understand him. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, since she's a linguist um, or has that specialty skill. So I don't know. I, I think that we're going to have a lot of questions going forward and very few answers. And, and the, the exact point that you make is, the questions aren't going to be asked because kids aren't going to ask those questions. I guess. I mean, they're not going to ask for help until they absolutely, as we saw last episode, they're not going to ask for help until they desperately need it. And so I don't think that we're going to get that kind of, that kind of story. So, you know, I think, I think we just have to get adjusted to the fact that we're Star Trek fans who are watching a kid's Star Trek show. Mm hmm. We're going to have these That's things. That's fair. Yeah. But, fair. you know, I, which is why I think that, you know, why I, 
Although now it seems weird because they're not going to run concurrently except for tomorrow. Um, That's why I thought that these episodes would run concurrently because they're so completely different. Right. Um, You know, they're they're really funny. And we are literally getting the opposite end of the spectrum here. We are getting a very adult discovery series that is complex, serialized. A lot of feelings, a lot of crying. Yes. Yes, I can't wait for the tears. There will there will be tears, yes, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, so I think we just need to kind of strap in for this one. I just think that we're just gonna have to have the mind of a child or children and and watch this and enjoy this for what it is and you know, ask these questions, but know that we're not gonna get the answers to these, unfortunately. Um, um but whatever. Anyway. They're they're kids, but at the same time, they're according to Star Trek on Paramount Plus. They're like 17, 18. They're like young adults. Like, they're not like five, you know? Yeah, but I think we can gauge. Don obviously has problem solving skills. He's tried to escape multiple times. Um, he, he knows how to survive, you know? And part of that, I'm sure, is through asking questions once in a while. And it's like, how do we, you know, if, she, if he posited, hey, there's this bad guy that's after us and we need to get the fuck out of here it's like you know yeah. whatever but i think slightly beyond his skill set at the moment who knows maybe maybe gwen maybe gwen will be the one who will ask that question mm, maybe in uh, any case re- yeah with the reprogrammed um, janeway what no with the reprogrammed janeway maybe that'll be the case but yeah, we'll see. We'll find. We'll find out where we're at tomorrow with this, you know, final little episode, and that you know, then we'll have another gap year. I would. Say not it's prob- it's probably going to be a cliffhanger. I, I don't think we're going to get a full resolution. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they're not only are they stuck on this planet; they're, the binars on his way. So I mean, because Gwyn gave them the coordinates, so. I feel there's going to be too much to resolve in like a 20 something episode, 20 something minute episode, you know? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I agree. So I'm not, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll just watch it to get it over with and <laughs> so sad. see what happens and then move on to discovery. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about it next week. I will bet you $2. Two dollars that there's going to be crying in the first episode of Discovery. Okay. Well. Uh, oh, you know, I'll bet you a drink. I'll bet you a drink. Oh, okay. All right. That's that's better. I mean, there could be, you know. All right, but if there's not crying, if if not, I owe you a drink. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yes. If there is, you owe me a drink. Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, most likely I'm going to buy you. Have to buy you a drink. On the bet that you made. I didn't even make this bet. <laughs> I'm going to be the one who has to I, pay for I this. I strong-armed you into this. So yes. There was a comment. I, you know, like, uh, I think it was a rebuttal of um, the crying on Discovery. It was interesting. I think it was, like, someone was making a point that, like, you know, why are we criticizing a strong Black female, like, cr- like crying? I'm like, I'm not... It's not that. It's like there's crying every episode. It's like 
it's not like I have no issues with my main characters crying or women crying or like lead, like black leads crying. It has nothing to do with that, but we don't need every episode. It's more like the extraneous of it. I appreciate that people have a range of emotions. I may not, but <laughs> people have emotions and sometimes there are tears. I get it. You know, there are very emotional situations out there that people have reactions to and they, they're salty discharge from the eyes. I get it, I get it. But we don't need it every single episode, I'm just saying. And sometimes it's like, why is this, is this, is this emotional? Is, it this, is this a very emotional moment? Is it? Is it? And I'm just like, you know, I don't know where all that Vulcan training went. You know, she's like raised from Vulcan. Like, this is the thing. This is the other problem I have with it. Like she was, she's learned from a young age. She was adopted when she was like two. and. She's learned from a young age to disassociate herself from her emotions. Sarek, I would imagine, is a decent parent. We got Spock, though Spock also had issues, but Spock was half human, so you have to give him some slack. So I get it. But it's like, did she, did she, did she go to Vulcan school? She did. She did. Like, you know, we know this. So where is all of that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's my little soapbox. Yes, that was quite the soapbox. <laughs> yes, in any case. Um, all right. Well, we can talk about Discovery next week. Either I will owe you a drink or you'll owe me a drink, and we'll take it from there. There we go. I imagine that there's going to be crying in the first episode. There, there, Why wouldn't there be? I, I mean, I, you know, the, honestly, the waterworks come at the most inopportune times. I, you know, I just don't know. You know, I, it's even hard. It's hard to say. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll find out in, uh, you know, well, you I'm not going to watch it till like, I don't know when I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'll watch it at some point. Yeah. I'm a busy day tomorrow. I have like, I have the day off, but I'm still, I'm still going to be in like two meetings and I'm going to be cooking this fucking turkey. So whatever. <laughs> For people that are like, what is Jonathan talking about? I'm posing a Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, we are a week from Thanksgiving, but having friends over i took a day off but there are two meetings i need to be part of because there's too much happening so it's fine i'll put the turkey in the oven i'll like run between meetings to just like turn on the oven it'll be fine, it'll be fine. i'm sure you'll find some time to watch some star trek before all this occurs i need the preppy apartment i like you know of course, of course yes yeah. we know you are the hostess with the mostess and you will be up all night doing all of this It'll be fine. So, It'll be fine. There you go. Cool. Well, I think that does it for this episode, unless Mikey had any other thoughts. No, but we'd like to hear the thoughts of our viewers, and they can reach us by DMing us on Instagram or Twitter at Deep Space Pride, or they can send us an email at deepspacepride at gmail.com. Cool. There we go. All right. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure. It is now 11 p.m. Um, you probably need to get ready for bed Um, and we'll talk soon we'll talk very soon I'm sure we'll be texting tomorrow after I watch Discovery yeah I need need to figure out when I'm going to watch it so wait you're going to watch Prodigy first right just get out of the way and then Discovery yeah 20 minutes I can give it to in the morning and then we'll see how my day progresses and um, of course I need to edit this episode too and we need to you know work on this to get this out um that's right it's thursday so there needs to be some time for that as well so it's a lot to squeeze into one day it is but um yeah uh happy thanksgiving to those 
listeners who are in the U.S. and uh, everyone else. We are grateful for you listening to us get on our soapboxes from time to time and talk mm-hmm. some Trek and off-topic and whatever else we love to talk about, Friendsgiving. And um, yeah, thanks. We appreciate cool. it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Talk soon. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.